Hi folks, this is Mike Hancock here and welcome to this week where we have a very special guest, my life partner, Landy Jack. Hi my darling. Hi everyone, it's lovely to be here with you all. One of the roles that Landy does within all of our conglomerate of different businesses is that she's the managing editor of Lead Magazine and she's responsible for putting together the best bunch of leaders that we can bring to you for each edition. And it's so relevant this year because, of course, you know, we're coming out of COVID-19 now. So this magazine is featuring a whole bunch of leaders that are really, really great people and no better on the cover this month or this, this edition, I should say, than Graham Clegg, the Colostrum King. In fact, so much of King, we called it the Royal Edition of Lead Magazine. Graham is the chairman and founder of New Image, and New Image is basically one of the biggest suppliers of health products in the world. Lundy, we were at Graham Clegg's house uh, not too long ago. Um, tell me, what's your impressions of Graham and the way he lives his life as a leader. Tell us what you know a little bit about him. Well, it was lovely for me to meet him in the first place when uh, you introduced me to Graham many moons ago there in his office. Um, and I didn't really have a chance there to get into more of a deeper discussion with him. But since then, uh, we had a lovely lunch dinner at his, at his uh, house with his wife, Nu. And uh, we've been part of the events not a long time ago. And I have to tell you, if I can find a person that describes the word accomplished best for me, that is Graham. I mean, the type of things that he's achieved in his life, not only as a leader, but as a human being, you know, giving people the opportunity to live to their optimum health, um, living that example by doing it himself, you know, uh, we were at one of his events and saw him in the morning at breakfast and, you know, his movements and the way he lives his life and he goes to the gym, he watches what he eats, he is just so health aware and the way he just invests in, in, in himself is incredible. So here you have an individual who lead by example, by investing in their mental health, emotional health, physical health, spiritual health, but also in this process of investing in himself and optimizing himself, he is just touching and enriching the lives of so many people, helping them to become healthier, helping them to build businesses, and then of course, in many respects, uh, disrupting uh, his industry with uh, the research that his company is doing on colostrum. Absolutely. And what you failed to mention there is that Graham Clegg's actually 80 years old this year. <laughs> Oops. So um, he likes to say that he's now um, in his midlife because he really does feel that he's going to live well into his hundreds. He does play tennis regularly as well. And uh, I first met Graham uh, well over 10 years ago now and have had a business relationship with him and a friendship as well as a groomsman at his wedding, strangely enough, in Bangkok many years ago, 2012, I think it was. But Graham really is somebody who leads from the front. He does things a little bit uniquely, um, very differently than other people, but still as a chairman of a company with 100,000 people basically working for him around the world now. He just won a Queen's Award um, at the, this year's Queen's Honours list. And this article is really about his journey from um, being the world champion shearer and shearing sheep. I can't remember what the record is now. I think 350-something uh, he sheared in a, in a day. It was pretty amazing That's anyway. <laughs> but I'll bet you if you ran a competition now between most shearers and 80-year-old Graham, he'd still beat them. So go and check out Graham Clegg in the Lead magazine, um, www.lead-magazine.com. And of course, this year we've had the pawpaw hitting the fan, and that's what the managing editor, Miss Jack herself, wrote about. Tell me what's the pawpaw that hit the fan, and, and what was the point of this sort of lead-off article from yourself this, this time around? I think you know it, it's it would be um, it would be negligent to have a magazine coming out this year and not 
you know, be aware of the fact that so many people, many of you listening here today, has had their lives disrupt. I think there's almost no one that that they can put their hand up and say, look, it's not disrupt me at all. Of course, there's people who's just stayed home, uh, you know, who's not really had any uh, financial concerns who had to pivot, but we're making world history. And we're making world history in the sense that uh, everything has changed. And it's not only changed externally, it has changed internally. So, in this article here that I've written from the managing editor, I talk about the the whole idea of ownership and not owning the situation that you're in at the moment as a leader or a business professional, but basically letting go of, of what you own, um, letting go of the things in your life that may be bringing you down, cluttering you, the old belief systems that you used to own. Uh, for some of you are letting go of property that you used to own. Some of you are getting letting go of partners that you used to own. Many people's, you know, um, letting go of teams they used to own. It's, so this whole idea of ownership seems to to have um, be pulled from underneath us like a carpet. Um, and the wonderful thing about letting go of the things that you own and um, moving more towards an unknown environment is that that's what calls for bravery. That's what calls for leaders to lead from the front. That that almost allow, you know, the the poor leadership and the fake leadership and the facade to sort of fade away and like a mist uh, or a sun that breaks through the mist, the new leaders, the new uh, warriors, the new face of leadership can shine through. Yeah, beautifully said. Well, let's play a game. Shall we play a game? Yeah, I love games. Okay, so this game is going to work like this because we've got a lot to cover so let's uh, feature a few people here. I'm going to give you some random numbers. I'm going to pull them out of my head. And then we're going to feature the person on that page. What do you think? Okay. The magazine has seven, six pages. Yep. Uh, 67. Uh, so choose any number between one and 67. Uh, well, I see 76. So I... oh, 76. <laughs> <laughs> My brain always turns numbers around. I have no idea why it does that. I'm going to choose one of your and my favorite okay. numbers. I'm going to choose 22. So 22, which those of you that have done any sort of uh, research into um, essentially uh, any of the spirituality will understand uh, the 1111 code and 11 plus 11 equals 22. Here it is. So page 22 is the third page of an article that features Philippe Gouchard. Philippe Gouchard, amazing person, um, born in a, a city that we visited uh, just recently, right? Which was Christmas time. Uh, Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> of course. How can I for quick, for quick? For quick, Quebec. <laughs> I can forget it because it was winter there and it's winter here now as well. It seems I've been winter all year. <laughs> Quebec City um, started his career in France and are now living in Australia. Amazing gentleman and really phenomenal industrial designer. Sold over $200 million of his industrial designs. What can, do you want to share about what Philippe's written about? Philippe is just a, a phenomenal human being. You know, many, many people has been speculating and talking about what the polymath is and what really uh, does a polymath means for future leadership. And Philippe is such a classical example for me of a polymath, a person who just has such a deep um, elegant knowledge and skill and not only one area of expertise, but many. So when I think of Philippe, I think of um, first and foremost, you know, an incredibly product uh, designer and engineer that takes such incredible pride in the work that he does. He is from French heritage, so quality and having that, you know, um, absolute uh, mastery in what he does for other businesses is just impeccable. On top of that, 
Um, you know, Philippe is a phenomenal speaker. Not too lo long ago, he was involved in a TEDx talk, talk that went down uh, and, and became phenomenally successful. Um, the, the stories that he share and the life experiences he's had. And then, of course, he's a ve very finely a strung type of person, like a violin, a classical uh, beautiful, deep, with so much sacred knowledge within him. And I think these days for a client, especially a corporate, when you employ someone to do something for you, it, it, it does not serve you if the value that the person proposed is not multidimensional. And if you bring the, the, the polymath of Philippe Gouchard together uh, with design, storytelling, being a speaker, a leader, a person who's French, a person who loves chocolate mousse, by the way, um, you really understand the definition of, of essence. Yes, Philippe, somebody who's really brought the essence of who he is as an individual into his vocation and into what he does. And since he's done that, he's been incredibly successful. And part of this article is about that journey there. So I would definitely check out Philippe. Go and check out Philippe Gachard on page 20 of the Lead magazine um, under the category Prosperity. Yes, because he talks a lot about prosperity. So if you're seeking some more prosperity in your business, Philippe Gouchard is your man. I want to go to page 33 now, if we can. Are oh, you doing the master numbers, are you? Well, tick, I tick, thought tick, about tick, doing tick, the master tick, numbers, tick, but tick, then tick. 66 turned me off a little bit. So... Uh, so you chose again the last page of an article and this time the article of Nilda Perez. Dr. Nilda Perez. Dr. Nilda Perez, such an interesting individual that we met. Um, do you remember the story uh, when we met her and her sister? Uh, she and her sister is just such a phenomenal go-getter businesswoman. And when we met them, they were literally teaching people how to put a stunning product together. They had such interesting um, methodology then, how to do it. And uh, all over, you know, Dr. Nilda Perez is just for me a typical example of a person who does not wait for luck to come to her, but literally go and get into her heels, put on her lipstick and go get it herself. I just want to read a little bit here about her biography because it says she's a foresight business strategist, futurist, futurist and entrepreneur. She delves into the trends that shape the future of companies. Her aim is to prepare thought leaders that design to position their organization of any size for the future. She's the founder of the Foresight Strategies Group and Academy. Her passion is to equip entrepreneurs, businesses, and organizations with foresight strategies that will ignite innovative ideas and position them to disrupt the status quo in order to lead in their industry and beyond. This will ensure a sustainable future. Don't we just need more leaders like this? We definitely do. We met Nilda in Florida uh, several years back. And uh, yeah, Lundy is right there in that she is an amazing product developer where she applies intelligence, imagination and forecasting to actually help you design your desired future, which is actually what this article is about from really her perspective. So she brings an interesting uh, perspective as well because her surname is Perez. So she's got that whole Latino thing going on also. So it's a lovely, lovely blend there and I would definitely suggest you check out Nilda's article there. So I'm going to break the bank now. I'm going to go to um, page 47. So if you can go to 47 and tick 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 tick. tick, tick. Let's see what's happening on page 47 of. Our, is it the last page of an article? <laughs> this time it seems to be the middle page of an article, and we're still on the French theme here. Well, we started in New Zealand with Graham, then we moved to Canada, sort of French Canada with Philippe, then really into the Caribbean with Nilda, and now we're heading to Paris itself and just outside of Paris with Huave Franceschi. Huave's uh, article is about experimenting with natural leadership, something that I think we probably need more than ever today. You know, when we put together the Worldwide Business Intelligence Blueprint, we considered 
commercial intelligence, uh, creation intelligence, cultural intelligence, as well as conscious intelligence. And there's no better person for me who in what they do and the way they live their life with their partner put these intelligences together. In his case, natural intelligence. I want to read a quote from his article because here is uh, a little bit of inside info about Herb, and that is that he's actually a horse whisperer. He is a horse whisperer, and it's fantastic. He's got more things going on. I don't want to cut in here, but here's a guy teaching leadership who actively has been practicing tree hugging for 30 years. So he is a really, really interesting individual. Back to the horse whispering. Well, obviously, Herb, you'll see in his article, is really, really fascinated, inspired by the words of Gandhi. But when you go to his article that starts in Lead Magazine on page 46, you'll see some beautiful pictures featured of him with um, animals. And, and I just find it so incredibly inspiring these days how people are so becoming aware of interspecies communication and interspecies wisdom. His quote from his article is, Leadership is a force that encourages journeys participants to go from the state of a passenger to that of an actor in an adventure. Very Quoted, nice. unquote, by Chris Wiebacher would be my pronunciation. Wiebacher. Well, you pronounce that a lot better than Wiebacher. I would. There's no Wiebacher. doubt about that. So do go and find out more about natural leadership, um, tree hugging, and really interspecies communication and whispering to horses more specifically in Herb's article. Yes, well, it's definitely something that you and I have both had an interest in is the interspecies communication. And, um, you know, I have to say it, it definitely... Um, it definitely works. There's no doubt about that. I really want to go. Can we do a couple more? Of course. Okay, let's go to uh, 28. 28. It's never too late for 28. And you got Lenora Billings Harris. Come on down. Now we're in the south. No, is she north of South Carolina? So um, Lenora is the past president of the Global Speakers Federation um, and the NSA, National Speakers Association of America. She is an expert in diversity as well. And um, she's a black American lady and uh, we've worked with Lenora and she's actually involved in the Global Dialogue Foundation now, um, which is also one of the, the foundations that we support and have been on the board of for, for many, many years. What would you like to share about what um, Lenora shares in this uh, lead magazine? Well, Lenora here in her article talks about be basic. Uh, it's like a formula that she has here that I think every single person uh, should read about and understand more about what diversity means and read here about Lenora's experiences. She talks about cultural inclusion versus cultural hate. And I think more than ever, this is very, very topical. She gives a few acronyms here where she talks about all the different Bs, and I'm not going to give too much away of it, uh, about it. Uh, some other acronyms with S and I and C. It's a whole formula that they, she has here that's based on B Basic about cultural inclusion. Her website is www.ubuntuglobal.com. And uh, I just think it's very, very topical now in this time for us to really revisit the true meaning of global dialogue, of cultural inclusion, of what you really can cause, call cultural intelligence, isn't it? It's almost yeah, like if you're not open, if you're not open to inclusivity and the wisdom from all the cultures of the world, you no longer, you don't have an advantage, you have a disadvantage. So go get inspired by the leadership of Lenora Billings-Harris, cultural intelligence by going to page 28 of Lead Magazine. Yeah, Lenora is a fantastic human being. And I think this is a great article for those of you that really have heard a lot about this diversity and inclusion stuff, aren't really sure how exactly to handle it and what the politically correct way to go about it is. Lenore is really open about what's, uh, what's on and what's not at the moment, so what's hot and what's not, and gives you some good insights. I want to do my last uh, pick of pages tick, tick, is tick, page tick, tick, 70. So do we have something on page 70. I've been pretty good with picking articles so far. Yes, I've got one. 
Oh. Oh, and I've got more diversity. On the topic of diversity. We have um, Peter or Petse Georgievsky. Now, uh, he is actually the chairman and founder of the foundation I mentioned before, Global Dialogue Foundation. Now, I originally met uh, Petsy in 2007. The Global Dialogue Foundation was formed in 2008, where he made a major shift from uh, basically running a shipping company into putting people of different culture and different religions and different everything really together to actually create dialogue between them. And this has been phenomenally successful. He's had the the head of the, the, the church talking to the head of other faiths. He's ha- had dialogue with, between um, the heads of state of different countries that don't normally talk together. And at a grassroots level as well, this is a movement. I really want you to read this article because this is a movement I think many of you are going to want to get involved in and champion in your own city or your own town. Petse has a trademarked phrase in here that... I absolutely love and adore, and that is about, he calls it united civilizations. And, you know, we're in a time now where we are looking at ourselves and our experience as a human race. And on top of that, uh, you know, we're also looking at ourselves as a species, because that does not only include the inhabitants of this planet called you know, the human, it also includes the animals, the plants, and all the bacteria. I guess bacteria is not the hottest topic at the moment, or <laughs> no, viruses, but we all, we all won. And he talks here about united civilizations. Petsy has an incredible passion for what he does. Uh, he's very clear about his life purpose and his journey, and he, he wears it with such love and pride. He writes here in the beginning of his article, which you would find here on page 70. It's called Unity and Diversity, Building Inclusive Societies Towards United Civilizations. Trademarked, stunning. He writes here in his introduction, just to give you a taster, creating an inclusive environment among people from different cultural and religious backgrounds, whether it be in communities, companies, educational institutions, or anywhere for that matter, is a key to success. It also the call of the day. It is the call of the day, and it's just fabulous that when you build an inclusive organization, that you just, uh, it becomes much more strong and much more resilient. So you may have think that we pre-chose these topics. It's not true. We literally played the game there. But I would love for us to go to the, um, if we can go to the index and, and start looking at some of the other people, the other articles that we've got here that you might like to share a little bit about. So if you want to pick one or two or three or four, actually all of them, um, and I know there's an article by Mike Hancock in there, so we can <laughs> we can probably skip that one because uh, you're listening to me right now. Well, I'll say that Mike's article is called 2020, the age of hashtag youism, uh, a term that you have coined. And then, of course, on uh, the next page of his article, he would be on pages 14 and 15. There's a short write-up about his conscious leadership book, um, that was launched this year. One question for you before we move off your article. Where does, as a leader, where, as a conscious leader really, where does the hashtag youism come from? Well, hashtag youism is really about understanding. It's not about you. It's about everybody else. It's understanding that everybody at the moment in their own life is seeking their own journey, more so than ever before in the past. So When you're building a product, when you're building a service, when you're servicing a customer, when you're leading a team, it's no longer about you. It's about every individual, every customer, every supplier, every member of that team. And that's hashtag youism. You've really got to uh, basically, you know, individualize everything these days. Now, I know you can't wait to talk about this next article because you absolutely love and adore um, the first time you met this person and, and what was going on. Tell, tell us about Sarah Belkner. We have Sarah Belkner here, which I probably are not doing enough justice uh, because there's just not words to describe the absolute talent and passion 
and uniqueness of this artist. Um, the first time I met her, Mike took me to what can only be called, I guess, a gig uh, in, in Auckland to this very small, intimate boutique event where Sarah was going to sing. And, you know, I thought because Sarah's the daughter of one of our friends, Mel, I thought it's just going to be a nice, cozy evening, maybe have a glass of wine, you know, listen to an up-and-coming amateurish artist. Boy, did she blow my mind. And I can promise you, this is no amateur. This is an absolute force to be reckoned with. And what I believe may very well be the new face of leadership. You know, Sarah writes in an article about you are what you say you are and that you can't really be anything else. And for me personally, I get inspired by that as a leadership because you can walk your talk and lead by example. That's one thing, right? And then you can get home in the evening and fall on your couch and become something else again. So you never really reach that center, uh, that essence, that true person that you are that can actually truly express. And I think Sarah is actually one of the few leaders who's reached so deep within that she ultimately can express in a way that's incredibly authentic and sincere. I remember me and you watching some of her uh, music online on YouTube where she got this older lady to do this most phenomenal dancing in a music video. And I realized, look, this person's mind is different is it's fresh it's unique and it's the very type of things that I think so many people will need to inspire them towards a new future a future where leadership starts with us and no one else yeah the, the title of her article is you are what you say you are and this is a real article about the artist's journey so if you're a creative and you want to make money out of your creations and out of your mind and out of a talent that you have that you know, um, as a musician is really tough or an artist or a playwright or whatever you are, I would definitely suggest you read Sarah's article. I mean, she's done amazing things. Um, she's recently been touring with Missy Higgins and hanging out with the Ed Sheeran crowd and all of that sort of thing, playing on the steps of the Sydney Opera House to tens of thousands of people. And all of this being created out of an artistic talent and mind and a very unique voice and very unique positioning as well as a musician. So um, that's a little bit about Sarah. Just before we step off Sarah's article, her album, But You Are, But It Has, was released in 2017. I highly recommend you look up and follow Sarah and, and as a starting point, read her article on page 16 of Lead Magazine. Sounds fantastic. So what have we got coming up next? Next we have... Well, we do have a little snippet here by one of our good <laughs> friends, um, Paul Taval, the current president of the Global Speakers Association. And Paul's really talking about what's going on in the speaking world at the moment there as well. So we can really understand because speaking is one of the greatest industries to communicate and lead people. And at a time like this, it's very, very needed. You know, Paul has his own consulting firm, very, very successful. So but it always blows my mind to see how many, uh, not how many, how few people take up these type of roles. I mean, speaker of, or president of the Global Speakers Federation, I think he's just past president now, um, after, you know, a big, big year of taking on responsibilities, leading other speakers and influencing them in a way, and he's doing it all for love and glory, all for the industry and all coming from his heart. How many Absolutely. people do you still get like that? And this, you know, this year, uh, what an industry to lead, a billion dollar industry that basically closed overnight and you have to pick up 55,000 people and carry them on your back. That was Paul's job this year and he did a fantastic job. So that was just amazing. So let's look at our next exciting person that we've got coming up and our next exciting thing, oh, all the way from Russia. So as you can see with our leaders in this um, magazine, we like to diversify a lot. You know, we've had France, we've had uh, the Caribbean, we've had the US and uh, Australia, where, where Petsy's from, and now we're heading off to Russia with uh, Omran Matar. So tell us about Omran, where did we meet him? 
Well, we met Omran in a hotel in, in New Zealand, which sounds very dodge now, but we were actually uh, looking at uh, a, a speaker's reel there and um, by tr basically pitching there as, as, as a, a guest for a small amount of time, a short amount of time, and then um, literally bumped into Omran there. I think before that, we were at the Speaking Association of South Africa, and Omran came up as, as a Zoom call. Yeah, he was on and the video. So we first met him digitally, and then later in person. I'm going to read a little bit uh, from his biography here. His article is on page 26, called Expanding into the Eastern Bloc. Uh, which I think would be very, very interesting read for people. And he says in here, as a quote, recognize that your smiley face doesn't always enema trust. Isn't that just so true? Yeah, well, He's Omran works in Russia a lot. So, I mean, it's uh, it's another new and opening market for entrepreneurs around the world. And He's really he's, uh, relocated to Moscow and he's really captured that marketplace. A very, very interesting perspective. Omran believes that he's a bridge between the Russias and you know the Western world. And I think there's, there's, that's really needed in this time because there's so many sections of the world that still cut off or that people just don't get to know very well. It says, yeah, I'm just reading a, a part here from Omran's biography. He was born and raised in Australia as the eldest son of a self-made entrepreneur, his childhood was spent actively involved with his family's business, retail and transport, where the industries touched upon. Once at university, there was a greater focus on studies. A law and a commerce degree were obtained. A year as an exchange student changed his life trajectory, triggering an insatiable desire to lead an internationalized life. You can go and read more on his article uh, there on page uh, 26 of Lead Magazine. You can read more about his biography. I think the thing about Omran that really touched me is his, his love for his daughter. Um, you know, he wrote a song for her. And, uh, you know, I think it's fantastic to have relationships between entrepreneurs and leaders worldwide but you know the relationships that start at home that really becomes the soil from which the seed as a leader grows is it's just so all important and we see that in Omran so next after Omran's article we've had Lenora and we've already had a nice chat about her we then have Nilda and now all Mike's wild cards that he's chosen is coming up yeah all the wild cards the are up one after the other and, uh, you know, we've got great articles uh, coming in. And, of course, um, your article this month, Creating Royal Tentacles for Your Business, is all about worldwide business intelligence. Suddenly that heading just doesn't sound right. But uh, creating royal tentacles for your business really, for me, and this article uh, where I wrote, wrote about worldwide business intelligence and basically the worldwide business intelligence blueprint, better known by many now as the octopus, is on page 36. And this really is about you as a leader, you as a business owner, you as an entrepreneur, accessing the right education. Um, you know, making sure that the proper foundation is laid for you as an entrepreneur and leader to springboard from. So the Worldwide Business Intelligence Blueprint is showcased in here and I share you a little bit about uh, what what's that about and uh, with the launch of the octopus coming up which really is an ed tech platform and a global community for entrepreneurs um, i'm giving a little bit of an overview there and of course lundy's skipping by um, an advertisement there for her uh, best-selling book that came out in june this year it actually came out on her birthday the 20th of june and it went to number one on amazon on its first day out the Book of Sacred Prescriptions, The Timeless Art of Feeling Light. And it's a stunning book. Everybody who reads it is raving about this book. So go to Amazon and pick that up. And then we're going to move all the way from Russia, all the way down to Samoa. The rugby field. We're moving to the rugby field. We are. This is Filippo Levy. And Filippo was the previous captain or past captain of Manu Samoa, born in Samoa, sorry, born in Auckland actually, but played um, rugby for Samoa and was also, I believe, an all-black at some stage as well. He has a really great concept around the haka, 
which of course is the traditional war dance that he shares with people. Filippo is such a humble individual, um, and especially for someone who's achieved so much in his life. When I think of Filippo, I really think of humble excellence. Humble excellence. A person who's mastered his trade, not only with practice and with exercise, but really with passion and with heart. Not only the way, you know, he shows up on the rugby field, but the way he shows up as a husband, as a friend, as a family member, and these days in business. In the article that Philippe, uh, that features Filippo, he's, he's our central fold, by the way, uh, and you'll find him on page 42 and 43 and 44. You can go and read actually there the Samoan as well as the English version of Samoa's Haka. And you know, when I think about Filippo, I think about a warrior, a modern day warrior. And I'm just going to read you a small version here from Samoa's Haka war dance, the English ver version. Forgive me, uh, Filippo, I'm not sure I'll be able to pronounce the Samoan one properly, but a small one from the English version here is just such a summary of Filippo. Samoa, it says, let's go to the war. Fight fiercely, work to achieve. The Manu, let's go. The Manu Samoa, may you succeed in your mission. The Manu Samoa, may you succeed in your mission. Yeah, it's fantastic, Filippo. Uh, this is a great article for those of you that um, are leaders but are naturally a little bit more quiet and a little bit more reserved because um, that's who Filippo is as well. So you'll get a lot of value out of that particular article. And now we've got something for the highly super creative ones of you. Chris Erickson from Wellington, New Zealand. And uh, actually, I think Chris is Danish by, by birth, but uh, living in New Zealand. The life and purpose of a New Zealand designer. In his article, he talks about the power of play. And he started off by saying, having the freedom to play, discover and create is a fundamental to our general well-being. I remember the first time I met Chris, he walked into the room and he walked into the room with all these weird, plastic, funny type of toy things. And I couldn't really understand what it is. And when he started to explain to us really uh, what this plateau design creation of him is all about, and more importantly, what you can do with this creation, he just blew our minds away. You know, whenever Chris walked into his room, into a room with his plateau or plateau design, people literally drop the conversation, turn to him, and start playing. You know, with this design of his, you can build lamps, you can build clothing. Um, you really have to go to the article to understand what I'm talking about and to look at, at the pictures because it's so innovative and futuristic in many ways. Won many design awards, including um, being featured at the New Zealand Wearable Arts um, in Nelson as well. So this design in the plateau design is multi-purpose, can be used for everything from sound deadening um, in your home or office, which is really useful for many of us who are recording now and doing things at home, to actually, as Landy said, creating furniture pieces around your home as well. I know Chris is looking for a business partner that will complement his skill because his skill is incredibly creative. And uh, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're actually looking for a creator, uh, a very creative creator, <laughs> uh, and someone specifically who's really pioneering and innovative in their design, I would definitely go and check out Chris's article. He's in Lead Magazine on page 50. Uh, 51 and 52. Yes, while Lundy's just going to the next article here, we are going to really uh, give Chris a big rap because not only a designer, but an award-winning designer, just showing you that you can bring anything in your mind. As Einstein said, imagination is the most phenomenal thing. Now we're going to talk about Meng Twen and Young Entrepreneur X Factor. Well, it all started as Entrepreneur X Factor, one of our brands that uh, has showcased and literally went and scouted, scouted and showcased entrepreneurs around the world. Um, why don't you quickly give an overview of how the Entrepreneur X Factor brand started and then we'll go into what young Entrepreneur X Factor means today. 
Well, I love Entrepreneur X Factor because it's how you and I met. So <laughs> Then I love it too. It's one of my most favorite things. But, um, you know, to give the short story, we ran competitions around the world to find entrepreneurs who had the most X Factor, meaning that they were voted on by rooms full of people. They competed against other entrepreneurs from their country. And Lundy won the South African version of Entrepreneur X Factor um, about eight years ago now, as uh, as it is. And then in uh, 2019, uh, Mas International School in KL basically took our brand, uh, Entrepreneur X Factor, put the young on the front of it with our approval, of course. And uh, they've been running Young Entrepreneur X Factor, the competition, which is uh, happening every October, essentially. And it will be happening later this year as well again. So watch out for our next Young Entrepreneur X Factor coming up that will be more international and showcasing more incredibly genius children. But even though the article on page 54 talks about our Young Entrepreneur X Factor brand that we are basically doing in conjunction with Dewey Mass International School. This article really is about a very special and talented human being uh, called Ming Chuen. You know, when we made the transition from Entrepreneur X Factor to Young Entrepreneur X Factor, uh, we've approached uh, Dewey Mass International School um, and more specifically the TAMS to actually get um, this brand into more of a younger teen and tween environment. And as you know, you don't work with brands when it comes to these things. You work with individuals. And Ming was selected as you know, sort of the project manager or the general manager to make Young Entrepreneur X Factor work first in Kuala Lumpur and now this year internationally. And he's done such a phenomenal job. His way of just taking our strategy and our vision and concepts and then putting it into a project, implementing it and making it work is probably some of the best I've seen in the world. Yeah, very good. And if you've got children out there, um, go and check out yexfactor.com. I think that's the website, Young Entrepreneur X Factor. You can find that. And maybe you want to enter your child in this, this year's competition because any child anywhere in the world can actually get involved. Now, here's another one of our great favorite people, um, Anna Stretton, uh, a household name in New Zealand for her fashion business. But actually, these days... Anna has created something entirely unique. Um, she's won multiple awards for it. I'm, she'll probably get a knighthood for this at some stage. Um, but Anna's a great friend of ours, and this is all about RAW. So Anna's article is featured on page 58. And even though she got a lot of uh, fame and recognition for her talents in fashion, what she's doing today, I think, is still very much unknown by the general public. Um, she's involved in a charitable endeavor called RAW, and uh, where she really, really is involved in the personal development and transformation of uh, women in prison. And we had the privilege of being invited to one of the events that was hosted by these women in prison not too long ago. And not only were we blown away by this incredible hub of hope and inspiration that Anna has created there, but the heart that this incredible conscious leader um, is throwing into this project with her sister. I mean, the love that these women obviously feel for them and the love that they feel back for them shows you that we honestly are in a time now where alternative families can be created, where a family is not necessarily your your mother or your brother or uh, aunt or whatever, but that you can create this community, this beehive of fantastic love, mutual support and inspiration in the way that Anna has. Absolutely. Unity in diversity. Here's another way to look at it between those people that are incarcerated and those people that are successful entrepreneurs. This is a huge passion project and a great article to read if you're somebody who really wants to um, get involved with your purpose and align it with your business. You will find Anna's article on page 58 
as well as page 59 and 60 of Lead Magazine. I just want to quickly read a quote here from her article on the last page about RAW, where it says, RAW has the ability to reframe the prison culture from one that implicitly supports and encourages all the antisocial behaviors that landed the women into jail in the first place to one that inspires hope and fuels individual growth. You know, this for me is a classic example of why you actually named Lead Magazine where making a difference is as important, important as, as making, making a, a profit. Because Anna made profits, right? Now she's taking a success and she's turning it into a phenomenal purpose. So if you want a good dose of inspiration, head to Anna Stretton's yes, article. Yes, absolutely. Then our next uh, person is from Canada. And this is Jane Jansen. And really, her story is a story of... She has a fantastic uh, product business called Gardeners. And it's a story of how she was essentially living in a caravan on the side of a lake and really built a product business, had it taken off her and then built it again and then got it to be super successful. So um, it's called From Ashes to a Powerful Vision. So Jane's article reminds me of what a person can call interdimensional reality. In other words, from a day-to-day -day basis, we live one reality um, and then, you know, there's the, the spiritual realm and all the other realities. But Jane really comes from a lot of adversity. Uh, she's had to employ or deploy really a lot of bravery in her life. And if you have had a, a tough 2020 and you need the type of rising phoenix inspiration, then Jane's article is definitely where you want to head from. She calls it from ashes to to a powerful vision and she starts her article with the following who the hell did I think I was that's what I wondered as I swam across the lake not caring if I lived or died in the process I thought the other side which I visited once was like going home much easier than living in this dimension now out of this ashes uh, Jane has created stunning products that people can buy uh, definitely a passion that me and her both share is all these different products and her products yields and her products has vibrational energy in it so her website website is aromacrystal.com very interesting story a very interesting individual and if you want to read more about jane and her story then you can head to page 62 of Lead Magazine. So we've been in Canada, we've been in Russia, we've been uh, all over the place really, and now we're in South Africa. And more interesting stuff here from Hani Detroit. So when you think about Hani, you literally think about the face of humanity. You know, if we had a, a spaceship landing here tomorrow and we have to choose a face off and mm. an ambassador, ambassador of the human race, I think Hani would be my number one choice because this is literally one big heart of a person who understands and lives courageously the word inclusion. Hani, always have a smile on her face. Um, she's such a personal inspiration for me. And in her article, she talks about diversity rocks, but inclusion rules. rules. It almost sounds like Hani can, can start a movement of her own. And personally, I think that's where she's heading. She's on page 66 of Lead Magazine. And I just want to read here from an article, uh, a quote that says, we cannot talk about diversity of any kind without confronting that every single one of us by virtue of our brain's design is prone to a range of bias. And that brings me back to that vision of the ultimate representation of diversity sitting around a table, a boardroom table, and the wonder of bringing that chairs of different people, belief systems, uh, tastes, gender, uh, racial orientation, backgrounds, religious beliefs around that table in conversation and see what's possible. It's as if Hani and the heart really, really understand that 
if you can only get through the initial discussions and you know put your 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 personal belief systems and differences aside and enter into an open conversation you truly can achieve magic Hani is a leadership and communication expert she um, as a certified conversational intelligence coach and educator how awesome is that she brings 22 years of experience in local and international training environments across a spectrum of nationalities cultures professions and age group in her capacity as a trainer facilitator and coach she works with CEOs of international brands academic staff and high education local government non-profit organizations and struggling youth in impoverished townships she does so much more she's involved with internationals at the moment and uh, i would definitely uh, head to page 66 of lead magazine to go and find out more about hani yes and uh, look out for hani in the new et sequel so where she touches et's finger and not drew barrymore <laughs> <laughs> i would definitely watch that film yeah we would definitely watch that film there's no doubt about that so folks My darling, thank you so much for sharing uh, the different people who've participated in Lead Magazine. It's not all that's in the magazine. There are other things as well, but we've talked about the main contributors um in this particular in edition, the Royal Edition with Graham Clegg on the front, www.lead-magazine.com. Any final things that you'd like to share with our audience today before we sign off? Sayonara. I think now is 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 a good time in history for us to not only look for conscious leadership around us but to really become the conscious leader that we were meant to be and there's no rules around what that looks like you know for some of it it means uh becoming the colostrum king like graham for others it means you know creating interspecies communication with animals and horses like herb and for other people you know it's about creating fantastic you know books and products and services that really intimately reaches inside of the homes of of entrepreneurs worldwide like you my love hmm. and uh they it, but it doesn't have to be like that it doesn't have to have reach you can be a conscious leadership today uh or tomorrow morning the moment you get up by just making a choice and that choice is are you going to feed the white wolf today or are you going to feed the black wolf as so beautifully described by uh, American Indian sacred wisdom and with that we will see you guys next time go and grab your copy of lead magazine www dot lead hyphen magazine dot com thank you my darling for being available to share some amazing wisdom from some phenomenal people thank you my sweetheart